Welcome to today's devotion. We're in Acts chapter 24. Um, the process of trying Paul continues. It'll dominate the rest of the book. And so Paul starts in Jerusalem, um, and then he, he gets farther and farther away from the city of Jerusalem on his way to, to Rome. He's appealed his Roman citizenship. But along the way, he will face uh, trial before various um, uh, political leaders. And so it starts here in verse 1. After five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus. They laid before the governor their case against Paul when he had been summoned. Now, this governor is the guy that he didn't replace Pilate. He's, he's too past Pilate. And they're all corrupt. They've all got issues. So whenever we see these, these Roman leaders, we need to know that they are not the most... Um, uh, high character people in the world. Yet I wonder if Luke is trying to show us uh, the corruption across the, the the stream. That everyone is is corrupt, but the Romans often at least follow protocol, whereas Jews are are driven by by mob violence and hatred. Verse five: We have found this man a plague. They say, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world, and is a ringleader ringleader of the set of the Nazarenes. That's interesting that so far in, in Acts, the movement of Christ followers were called the way. That's the most prominent name given. Uh, they're also called Christians. Here we see another title, and that is the Nazarenes. It's an interesting title. Remember, Nazareth is a very small town. Not a whole lot of um, famous people come out of Nazareth. That's one of the criticisms of Jesus. So this is, um, this is not um, a name meant to be a compliment. Uh, of course, a lot of names we have today um, were uh, like that, like the name Baptist. Um, we had to choose between Dippers and Baptists. I'm glad Baptist won. The Methodists get their name like this, you know, because they had a certain method of doing things. Um, and so here they're called the Nazarenes, which I kind of like that name. Now, I know there's a denomination of the Nazarenes, but in terms of a broad name for your uh, faith, I, I kind of like it. Verse 6, he even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. That, of course, is the original accusation uh, of bringing a Gentile in, which um, is, is false. Paul says it was false. Verse 8, by examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. So, so this is it. Um, this is their, you know, they hire their lawyer, Tertullus. It's interesting. We, we don't need that name, but we're given the name anyways. Um and this is their case against him. Uh, he is a follower of the Christians, and he's stirring up trouble everywhere he goes. Um, and then we get uh, Paul's response to the governor. Uh, Festus, I believe his name was leaving me. He's mentioned later. Um, verse 11. Uh, you can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple temple, or in the synagogues or in the city. Now, this is an interesting point. Paul says that the gospel doesn't stir up the crowd. The Jews say that it, by nature, does stir up the crowd. And the answer is both, both are right there, right? Christianity, when properly preached, will lead to either faith and repentance on one end or anger and animosity on the other. Uh, it's a lie to think that we can fashion Christianity so that it has good PR and can be accepted by the broader culture. You can't. It'll either cause what happened in Ephesus or it'll lead to, to genuine faith. And those really are. You can either 
uh, um, crucify Christ again, or you can crown him king. There really is no in-between. Verse 13, neither can they prove uh, to you um, that neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way, right, he doesn't adopt the Nazarene um, uh, uh, reference, but, but the way, which they call a sect. Now, that's interesting. Paul rejects that. This isn't a sect of, of Judaism or uh, of, of, uh, uh, of, of Jewish faith. It is a new faith. I worship the God of our fathers, believe in everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. That's a way of saying the whole Old Testament. Having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Notice here, he's, he's saying, look, they're, they're, they're misrepresenting me. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's not a new sect, uh, but this is really what I believe. Um, that Christ is risen from the dead. Now, they all believe in the resurrection. My argument is that Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. He himself risen from the dead. Um, and we will follow him, the just and the unjust. Um, and uh, um, so he, his, his argument is a clear conscience. Let me just add a footnote there. Um, I was having a conversation recently about this very issue. To Paul, a clear conscience is everything. Right, that, that you should be able to live with a clear conscience, and, and as as I get older, um, and have more more years and wrinkles uh, in me, um, certainly gray hairs, I I think there's real wisdom in that. You will either go to bed with a clear conscience and sleep well, or you will be a slave to um, man's opinion, or or a broken conscience. And Paul encourages us to to not. Uh, sear our conscience, but to have a clear conscience. Can you go to bed every night and say, um, I've done the best I can with integrity for the glory of God? If so, who cares about anything else? You want to drop anxiety rates and worry rates and stress rates and all that, live a life with a clear conscience. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but it does mean you have a clear conscience and, and to, to not sear it. Well, verse 22, but Felix, I said Festus, Felix, having a rather accurate knowledge of the way. That's an interesting interesting notation there um, he put them off saying when Lysias the tribune comes down I will decide your case then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody but have some liberty that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs so he's not going to put them in a hole um, we see really the same treatment at the end of Acts when Paul is he's in prison but he's in a home he's chained to a Roman guard and Paul can welcome whoever you know will, will come um, I think there's, there's some real wisdom to this. We do something like this um, where you get the ankle bracelet and, you, can, you know, house arrest. So we, we understand some of, of, of what is happening here. So, so Felix, at least initially, want, wants to be fair. He's, he's saying, okay, look, we'll have a real trial here. I see the accusations. I see the defense. Let's have a real trial and, and come to it. And he seems to be sympathetic, not to their cause, but at least to their message, saying, I understand what it is that they actually believe, and what he's being accused of may not be the most accurate stuff. Uh, so initially, Felix is presented, remember, he's in the seat of Pilate, right? Pilate is, is out of the picture now. Um, but he, he, he's at least sympathetic to a certain extent, much in the same way Pilate was. Again, the parallels are, are very clear. Well, go down to verse 24. After some days, Felix came down with his wife, Drusilla. Now, we're going to meet um, Bernice, I believe is her name, in chapter 25. Um, these two women are um, um, 
they, 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 they don't have the highest character. Um, and I think that's why Luke mentions them. Because although on the surface, the Roman leaders at least follow due process, what we see under that is a real corruption of the system. And I believe Christianity fixes it. Um, but uh, Luke is showing us that these people aren't righteous. Uh, they're pretty pagan, and, and they've got some pretty heathen ideas in the way, way of living. Well, um, it says she was Jewish, and she sent for Paul and heard him speak about the faith in Christ Jesus. Now, remember, uh, this is not uncommon. We'll, we'll meet this with Agrippa next. Agrippa has both Greek and Jewish background. Uh, Drusilla, um, I believe, comes from the Herod family, um, but... Look it up yourself. It's it's a wild story of, of this, the whole Herod family and, and, and these two ladies. Verse 25, And he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment. Now he sounds more like John the Baptist. Uh, because these two figures are pretty corrupt. That's a nice way of putting it. And yet what is he talking about? He's talking about righteousness and self-control. The two are related. Um, and the coming judgment. So his message is is, yes, about the love of Jesus and grace and salvation, but saying, you are living in sin. You must repent. Paul is consistent with his messaging, um, and he really lives with courage. Felix was alarmed, Luke tells us, and said, go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. Again, this is, this is like Herod, isn't it? I think the parallels are, are there for us. Verse 26, at the same time, he hoped that money would be given him by Paul. Now, history shows us that Felix was easily corrupted. Uh, and as a result, the system became more corrupted. This is why corruption, uh, particularly among political and legal leaders, uh, is a real, real problem. You don't want this. And every time it's, it's done in history, it, it just leads to absolute disaster. Um, so um, bribes are evil and terrible. But what Paul will defend himself, he will defend his cause, but he will not, um, he will not join the ranks of injustice and bribery. He will not do it. He would rather suffer than to break his conscience. After all, what does he just say? I conscience is clear. Here is an example of that. Right. real lesson for us, particularly as we go to a post-Christian society where these sort of things, I believe, will become more commonplace. Well, hope to see you guys here tomorrow. We'll see the next stage of Paul's trial.